Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hello guys, how you doing? Are you as shocked as me that you're seeing Christmas decorations everywhere? I'm like, what? I'm seeing Christmas shots. Don't get me wrong. I'm very happy about that. But it made me realize we are almost at the end of October and I'm like blown away. I feel like the year just started. Do you not feel that way? Honestly. Anyway, it's time to start Christmas shopping. Don't mean to stress you. Okay, today I want to talk about mean girls how to deal with mean girls, how not to be a mean girl. Um, You know, just when you think that you leave your mean girl days behind you and you become an adult, you discover, wait, what? There are plenty of mean girls in adulthood. And I want to talk about it today because I've just seen so many examples lately Um, And so I thought, you know what, I think I need to actually do this as a topic. Um, Mean girls never cease to surprise me and and Georgia as well, for that matter, um, because we are just not wired that way. I literally always taught Georgia to never be that girl. I literally used to say those words to her. Don't be that girl. Don't be the moody girl. Don't be the mean girl. Now, I don't know. What's your experience? Maybe you've had to work with one of them. They might be in your church. They might be on the leadership team that you serve with. I mean, heck, they could even be the leader that you're serving under that could be one of them. Now, to be honest and to be fair, I don't think that a lot of girls are really aware that they are mean girls at times. Um, And I don't say that to excuse the behavior, but I don't think that they've got an awareness because really, I think they're just so busy covering up other things, usually like insecurity. They're usually too absorbed in themselves to realize how they're coming across to others, or perhaps even worse, they are aware at some level, but they maybe justify themselves. You know, that whole blamatitis, it's the other person, not me. Um, and they don't think that they need to change. And to be honest, I often think that's the parents' fault. I'm like, they clearly have not been raised to be, you know, aware in this particular area. So what are we going to do today? We are going to look at some examples and some types of mean girls. Some of them are personal experience from myself. We're going to look at why mean girls can can be mean. And by the way, these girls aren't mean girls all the time. Some of them can be, but most of them are not. How do we deal with mean girls and how not to be one? Now, you might even be a guy listening to this. I don't know. You could be. Maybe you have to deal with mean girls. So I hope this helps you too. Um, Anyway, we all know the movie, right? Which is why I know when you saw the title of today, Dealing with Mean Girls, I think all of our brains go back to the movie Mean Girls. It's like a rite of passage to watch that movie. Um, So there's so many different scenes. I mean, I started looking up quotes, actually. I thought, oh, we'll start off with some fun mean girl quotes. Most of them were like unrepeatable. (laughs) They're actually, some of them are a bit rude. I thought, oh, I can't say those things on the podcast. Um, But you know, we've all probably referred to the movie at times like, oh, 
gee, that's like a scene out of Mean Girls or sheesh, that girl belongs in a cast of Mean Girls or gee, that's something a mean girl would say or do. Do you know there's even a quiz that you can do based on the characters? You can find out what kind of mean girl you are, what kind of category you're in between a leader, a follower, or an outcast, because that's really kind of what mean girls try and do. They try and make people feel like they're an outcast. Whether they mean that or not, that's usually the outcome. So you would all probably, if you're familiar with the movie, you would know that the meanest of mean girls in the whole history of movies is Regina George from Mean Girl Movie. And she was a part of a group an an elite group of girls, because mean girls often do work in packs, although not always. Um, But there was the little elite group, Regina, she was clearly the head, Um, Gretchen, Katie and Karen. See, back then Karens weren't 40 plus year old blonde women. (laughs) I fit the description. What? Um, Anyway, a Karen was a mean girl from back then. Maybe, maybe the Karens of today are the Karens from back then grown up. There you go. That's a thought. Okay. So this has come across my table quite a bit over the years, but really kind of a bit more so I've been seeing it recently. Um, and so that's why I wanted to talk about it. Now we tend to be told this kind of, um, story that it's the guys that are holding us girls back. It's the men who are dominating different spaces. It's the patriarchy. Um, I even knocked back an interview recently because the premise of the interview was how much women are being held back in ministry, mainly due to men dominating that space, which is just not my experience. And I've talked about that before, but I have to be honest with you. I think sometimes it's girls that do a pretty good job of holding other girls back. And I've observed that. And so that's why I wanted to address it because I think it's super important that we're aware of it so that we don't add to it and we don't do that ourselves. In fact, that we are the complete opposite. So let me paint a few scenarios that I've either observed or I've seen over the years. You might have experienced this yourself, or perhaps this is even a wake up call um, that you're like, oh my gosh, like with or without intention maybe I've been that mean girl to someone else. And it takes a really brave, courageous person to go, gosh, I think sometimes I've got a tendency to do that. But it's really important to look at the key root reason of why might I be that way. So let's have a look at some of the types of mean girls that we might come across. First one, bully. The girls that are bullies. You know, one of the worst female bullies on the internet is Abby Chatfield. Oh my days. She's a shocker. She is so nasty. I'm going to tell you a story in a minute, which I think I might've shared before. I've been at the butt end of her nastiness. Now she was the runner up on the bachelor a few years ago and on the bachelor, she was portrayed as the villain. And apparently after the show, she talked about how she was edited that way. And she became very depressed. And I I think from memory, she even said in an article, she became suicidal after being so badly bullied online. So you think that she would know better, but we all know that hurt people hurt people. And instead of stopping the cycle, she's become one of the worst perpetrators of the cycle, one of the worst bullies, so horrible online. Now she's got this huge following. I think, I don't know, 300,000 followers. So she sends all of her followers to bully other people. 
Now, I was on the receiving end when I first started putting up reels. So I put, it was my very first two reels that I put up, something about having respect for ourselves on social media, which she is literally the complete opposite of. A lot of her stuff is extremely filthy and I would not want any young girl um, looking at it, uh, let alone following it. But um, anyway, what she did was she grabbed my reels. I don't even know how they came up. She must go hunting for content. She put my reels on her story with the most unrepeatable comments because that's what she does. She hunts for content of people she doesn't even know, bullies the heck out of them, and then starts sending the um, all of her followers then started clicking on my reels. And the next thing, my reels were going up and up, in like literally in front of my eyes, 6,000, 7,000, 8,000, 9,000. I think it got up to about 13,000 views. I realized what was going on. There was a whole like you know, running commentary of the most disgusting comments and nothing that I would want anyone that follows Girl Next Door to have to be privy to. And so I had to quickly go on private just to stop it. In hindsight, I think I would have left it on, but just blocked the comments because they were so filthy. Um, it, but this is just what she does. Now she did it again recently um, with, and I think I talked about this last week. So there's another uh, another influencer who was on The Bachelor called Sam Frost. And she recently put up a reel. Um, no, it wasn't a reel. It was an Instagram live about why she isn't getting vaxxed and how she spoke to her psychologist and her doctor about it. And we need to stop segregating and discriminating, all of which I completely agreed with um, with with Sam. She didn't do anything wrong. She was very kind about it. She was not critical of anyone else. But Abby led the way on an absolute slaughterfest campaign with all of her posse so badly that Sam firstly shut, took the post down, but then shut her whole account down. And then, and then Abby had the audacity to be quoted in articles in the paper to say that she was the one being bullied and afraid of anti-vaxxers. So she literally turned herself into the victim. Okay. So that's the worst kind of mean girl is the bully. Like I don't, I don't think that there are too many people that are like that, but you can still have people who bully in a passive aggressive way. You can have people that still bully just through, you know, they, they send the laugh emojis with their comments, but really, you know, that what they're saying is passive aggressive. So there's the bully. The other mean girl you might come across are the bossy ones. These are um, you know, for example, I've had girls say to me that they've had other girls coming up to them, you know, when they're serving in church and telling them that an outfit that they're wearing is inappropriate. Now, I get that there's a dress code and we want to be, you know, a good example, but there is a way to go and talk to somebody without being bossy and dominating other people. You know, time and time again, I hear about conversations where that it, that a, a girl who's over another girl, she's in leadership, going and having a conversation with a girl about something, for example, that she's wearing, but they do it in such a way that really embarrasses the person who is the receiver of that. Um, and they walk away feeling humiliated. So there's those kind of mean girls that are just bossy and lorded over other girls. Then there's the exclusive girls. I've watched girls in leadership push other girls away this is probably something that I see the most of that I really like the least. Uh, they leave they leave certain girls out of things. They don't include them. They keep a tight little favorite group around them. 
Um, and often this group has got more boys than girls because I often find the mean girls are the ones that don't necessarily, they have trouble relating to other girls. They tend to relate better to boys. So their little tight favorite knit group will be made up of boys and submissive girls. Um, and they don't really, the ones they push away are the ones that have a bit of a free mind, a bit of an independent, you know, um, you know, a, a spirit where they may be, um, a bit independent or they're a bit more challenging or, you know, they're girls that have got strong opinions and mean girls don't like that. So they push them away. They exclude them, which I don't like. Another kind of mean girl is the know-it-all mean girl. Um, I've watched girls acting like they know better, like they're superior, uh, especially when it comes to leadership positions. I've, I have seen this in Christian leadership positions um, where the only way that the female leader feels secure is if the girls that are under them agree with everything they do, do everything they say. And when a girl might maybe challenge that or disagree or do something different than the leader says, or maybe think for themselves and ask questions, not out of rebellion, but just out of truly feeling like they're following, you know, the heart and the call of God, then the leader pulls the, I call it the God card on them. Oh, I don't think that you should do that. I don't think that's, you know, of God. So I would even say that they can use either their leadership or the God card to manipulate the other person into doing what they want them to do. Make them feel like they're somehow missing it if they don't do what they say. So that's kind of like the know-it-all superior kind of mean girl, the one that always acts like they know better. And if, and if the person under them doesn't follow suit, then we start to get the snarky, snidey comments, always with a laugh emoji, by the way, because, you know, laugh emojis make everything better, not. All right, then there's, I think this is the last one, the ambitious mean girl. Um, now, I've said this before, right back at the start in some of my earlier episodes, but there are a lot of girls who are so ambitious to get into the room, is what I call it, that they forget to take someone else with them. So they're not mentoring and discipling the next person to take their place. Um, funny story, I actually heard a woman not so long ago, uh, and this woman is in kind of literal boardroom spaces, and she said that she always keeps a list in her back pocket of women that she can recommend for different jobs because, you know, she's trying to plug the cause for women being in more of these kind of roles. But I know this person, and not only do I not observe this not to be true in reality, she's actually one of the women who sent me a really judgmental message about one of my podcasts, which she clearly hadn't listened to because all of her criticism was based on the title, which I'd purposely picked that title for clickbait, but it didn't actually reflect what my view was on the actual podcast. But if she had listened, she would have realized that her message to me was baseless and untrue. Now, it's actually really rare that I get criticism. Like most people are just really happy to have good conversation with me. Like I had someone the other day say, oh, I don't always agree with everything you say, but I love listening to your podcast. I love conversations like that. But the few times that I've gotten criticism, um, it's funny because it's been from 
women that have been in high up kind of leadership spaces and they don't know me. They've never had a conversation with me, but it just further backs what I'm saying and my experience that it can actually be the women who are the mean girls, women keeping women down instead of the other way around. And I think my very few experiences with this has made me Um, really determined to be the opposite. And in general, I have had mostly the women in my world have been amazing. But where I have received opposition, it has never been from a male. It's always been from a couple of these, these women. And I never want to be like that. So do you know, in fact, I delight in how many girls I can take with me on the journey. Now, do you know there's actually a thing called mean girl syndrome? I kid you not. It is actually a thing. Go look it up. Basically, it's a a name or a phrase for adult mean girl behavior. And it's really what mean girl behavior is, is actually relational aggression. It can be outright or it can be passive aggressive like we talked about, but ultimately it's relational aggression. They aim to make you look bad, feel bad, but in order to elevate themselves. Okay, so why do they do it? Why does the mean streak come out of certain girls? Well, it can come for a variety of reasons. I really think there's one uh, root cause, but it can come out of things like jealousy, um, a desire for popularity, power. But ultimately, I think the root of all of these things is actually insecurity So they aren't really secure in themselves. They're not really secure in their leadership. And so what they do is they try and control. They control the people around them. They see other girls as a threat. They put them down and keep them down and try and control them in order to feel better about themselves. Because the only way they feel secure is if they are the one in charge. You know, just today I had a girl chatting with me on the internet, and I don't normally chat backwards and forwards with people I don't know, but she literally said to me, if you're going to be on the internet and post, and then she swore, beep, crap, then expect criticism. That's what she said. And I'm like, um, hello, mean girl right here, right? She has never seen my content. She doesn't even know that I have a podcast. So I just said to her, no, we need to be a good example and show girls how we should treat one another. And then she just was like arguing with me and saying, no, we need to be smart and confident and show them how to handle criticism. I'm like, yes, that's my point. Show them how to handle it, but don't be the person that dishes it out. So this girl was like literal mean girl. And, you know, I want to talk about how do we deal with mean girls? Because when I was chatting with this girl, I was nice in how I spoke back to her, but she kept arguing with me. And then another girl jumped on who I, I, again, like, um, It was just part of this thread that I was on. And this girl's really quite lovely, but she literally was a mean girl back to her. Like she shut her down by being bossy back. And that finally shut the other girl down. Like finally the other girl stopped. I thought, isn't that interesting that sometimes the only thing a mean girl responds to is another mean girl. But I I don't want to be like that. I don't want to become a mean girl in order to shut another mean girl down. So what can we do to deal with it? 
Um, Because for me, I'm like, I just would rather give them the last say. I don't want to shut them down so hard and become the very thing that I'm not liking about what they're doing. I'm not going to let the mean girl turn me into the mean girl. So I'll just let them have the last say. But how do we deal with it? So firstly, um, I'll tell you all the things that I have told Georgia over the years. And that was the first one. Don't let them change you. Don't let them make you into the mean girl. Okay. So don't respond an unkindness with an unkindness. Just be kind, be nice, move toward them, be the bigger person, but it doesn't mean that you let them walk all over you either. Okay. You can be firm. Don't let them walk all over you. But sometimes the way to do that is um, to walk away uh, because I don't want to become the mean person and that's the way that I, you know, don't allow them to walk all over me. But sometimes you do need to send back a firm but nice comment. Um, So the other thing that I've always said to Georgia is you just keep being yourself. Keep being the beautiful, good person that you are because your reputation goes before you and their reputation goes before them. So continue to work hard. Um, stand up for yourself when necessary. And then if there's something going on and it's really bothering you and you've moved towards them, you've been the nice person, um, I find a lot of the time this can be done over text or it can be done sublimin- some, oh, how do you say the word? subliminally where the person's not outright having a go at you, but it could be that they're excluding you. It could be that they're pushing you out. Um, and so in all of those situations, move towards the person doing that. Don't become that person. Um, make sure you've got a group of good girls around you as well. That's a really powerful thing to do. But if at the end of the day, you're feeling really powerless and it's really bothering you, go to someone who's your upline, whether that's in your workplace, whether that's, you know, in your church, And it's funny because often the people that are at the receiving end of mean girls, they don't want to go and complain because they feel like they're becoming the mean girl. But if it's really affecting you, you're not becoming the mean girl by talking about it. Go to someone that you trust. Go to someone that you love. Go to someone that you know has got your back and understands you and just say, look, I've really tried to deal with this by myself. But and, and bring examples as well of, of what's happening. Because when you bring examples, it's like, ah, oh, okay, it helps that person to really see clearly what's going on. So, you know, I've often said that, like, obviously for, for Georgia, she'll come to me, but um, go and speak to someone that you trust, okay? So that's the best way to deal with it. But the, the biggest takeaway is don't let them change you. Don't let, even if you're angry, go and vent to someone you love and trust but don't vent back to that person. Okay. All right. This is where I wanted to spend the last kind of few moments is how do we not be the mean girl? How do we not perpetuate this cycle, Um, particularly in leadership? And can I just say, it really takes a courageous person to do this, but I want each of us to take a look really honestly at our own leadership. Be honest and assess how you treat other girls. Like almost kind of try and step outside of yourself and observe your behavior, um, who you move towards and who you don't, 
who you might have trouble with, who challenges you, um, the things that you post, the people that you hang around, have a look at your own kind of behavior around this and ask yourself a few questions. Ask yourself, how do I treat the girls that I might not necessarily naturally get along with? Because that will probably be the biggest indicator of whether or not you can tend to have tendencies towards the mean girl kind of side of things. And I have to do this myself, by the way, because like I said before, this is the very reason I started this podcast in the beginning. Sometimes it can be a little bit harder being a female leader. Um, And this is one of the reasons why. And so I think it's really important that we look at, well, how do I treat other girls? Um, because we don't always like everyone that we work with. I think teaching world taught me that, um, because you've got a lot of women working together and you're not always going to like all of the teachers that you work with, but how do I treat them? Like, I don't ever want someone to get the vibe that I might not like them naturally as much. Right. And that's just life. Like you naturally will gravitate towards some people more than others, But my goal is that nobody would ever know that. Like, I never want someone to feel like I might not naturally gel with them because I just think that's mean. I want everyone to feel loved. And I take it upon myself to go, well, I have to try harder with that person. I've got to move more towards that that person because that's the job of a leader. The job of a leader is to be impartial. The job of a leader is to include everybody. And, and not just a leader, but that's something I've always taught Georgia, be the person that includes everyone. Now, another thing you can look at if you're in leadership is, well, and even anyone, even if you're not, look around you, look at who's in front of you and who's behind you. What do I mean by that? Well, look around you. How many girls have you surrounded with yourself with? Who are your girlfriends? Who are the people that you do life with? What kind of girls are they? Who's in front of you? Who are you following? Have you got a really good example of a great girl who's not a mean girl herself? And then look behind you. How many girls are you actually actually discipling into other spaces? How many girls are actually following you? Who are you mentoring and training and bringing along the journey with you? Who are you sharing what you know with? and opening up your arms to and teaching them all the things that you've learned along the journey. I guess when I think of myself in this space, I kind of see myself with like these massive wide open arms. Like how many girls can I gather into my world? I can't gather everyone, but I can gather as many as what I can. And I want to, I don't want to just encourage one or two or three or have my close little posse around me. Because I have seen a lot of female leaders do this over the years where they just have their their little posse of two or three girls around them. I want to extend beyond that. So here's some other things that you can do. Believe in other girls. Let them know that you believe in them. Be their biggest champion. Encourage them. I'll often do that like, um, you know, even like I'll do that verbally or I'll flick, I'll often flick girls a text. Like we had uh, one of our girls shared around the offering in church this week and she did such a great job. So I let her know. Um, I put a little reel up of her on my Instagram because I was like, well done. Like, and I try and kind of spread the love and share the love when I do that. Um, tell the girls around you what they're doing. That's really great. Tell them specifically what it is you love about them and what they're good at. 
do they feel like bigger and better humans after having been around you? Do they feel like they're on cloud nine after they've been in your presence? Don't be exclusive. Don't spend time with just the one or two that you find easy, especially if you're leading a team. Spend time with everyone. Challenge yourself by moving towards those girls that you might find a bit more naturally challenging, the not so easy ones. And that might be a difficult thing to do, but it's really, really good for you as a person and as a leader. It makes you a better leader. One thing that um, Cameron and I both really careful about is what we post about. Now, I know that we can't go around stepping on eggshells with everyone's feelings all the time, but I'm really careful about who and what I post about because I'm really aware about how that might make others feel. So if I'm over if I'm only ever posting the same kind of couple of people, then that will make all the other people in my world feel like they're not important or like I don't love them or I don't believe in them. And so I kind of try and share the love when it comes to that. Um, Be careful how and who you give verbal affirmations to in front of others. You know, don't always keep praising the same ones, but leave others out. Make everyone around you feel good. So to be honest, I think one of the reasons that the Mean Girl movie resonates so much, has become a classic, is the rite of passage for all of us to watch that at some stage is because we've all felt like the outcast. We've all felt like the silly one or the rejected one by somebody who was either a bully or bossy or a know-it-all or superior or, you know, exclusively left us out. And so I just want us to be super aware not to perpetuate the mean girl cycle, And especially be aware these days when we're texting, okay? Don't lord your opinion over other people and make them feel less than. Be the encourager. Be the the person that they go, I love spending time with so-and-so. I love spending time with Renee because I always feel so good afterwards. Don't let people walk away from your presence feeling down or outcast or excluded. Let's start putting our arms around one another and championing one another on because that is what makes amazing girls turning into amazing women and they are the people that we want to do life with and so that's what I encourage all of us to do okay so go back and watch Mean Girls the movie that's what I'm going to do I think I have not watched it for years I'm going to go back and watch it and just remember do not be Regina George okay I love you guys thank you so much for coming and listening Come and join me on Friday. I think I'm going to talk about why it's important for little kids to still be napping in the day. And next week, pray for me, I'm going to hit up Halloween. So come back for that episode. I'll see you then. Bye.